y'all. Welcome to my very first episode of my podcast, which is titled Dear Diary Podcast. Um, This episode, episode one, is called Daddy Issues. Who am I? Again, welcome to my first episode of the Dear Diary Podcast, a place for people who, like me, sometimes feel voiceless, unheard, and unseen, and a little bit of everything in between. So if you don't know, my official first government name is Crystal, but I've always gone by my middle name, which is Jocelyn. So if, you listen, if you're listening to this, I've just celebrated my 36th birthday, and I wanted to release this on or very close to my birthday as possible as a way to be accountable for myself for actually sticking to it. So I just want to let y'all know, I am shaking in my boots. And after I'm done with this, I'm probably going to go run somewhere and hide. I am a true introvert at heart, and I'm going to feel like as soon as I hit and record, I'm going to feel like I overshared. But it's okay. I'm going to get through it. I'm going to take a deep breath, and I am going to get through this episode. So let's get right into it. Like I said, I've been alive for 36 years, and my father has never been around. And that sucks. But let me stop for a second. I titled this episode daddy issues, but I've always felt like the term daddy was so personal. Like, I felt like daddy means like you have a relationship with a man who is your biological father or a man who has stepped up to become your, you know, your father, um, your dad. But titling it father issues just sounded really dumb. (laughs) So here we are. Anyway, The only vague memory I have of my father is when I was about five or six years old and we were at the park playing briefly. And if you follow me, matter of fact, go ahead and follow me on Instagram. My handle is at underscore Dear Diary Podcast underscore. So you can stay connected to me either there or on my personal page, which is at Marie underscore Sings. But anyway... If you follow my podcast page, I posted a video regarding that vague memory from that day. Not having a father around really impacted me. I don't feel like it really had an effect on me as like a young kid, like elementary school age, but it absolutely had an effect on my teen years and around 13, um, I would, yeah, I would say about 13 It had the greatest impact to where I felt like I no longer wanted to live. So what I did was I took over 20 Excedrin migraine pills because I felt like I wasn't worth it. I had these thoughts like, well, if I'm not worth being around or worth loving, then what is the point? Like, what's the point of living if clearly the person who had a hand in making me doesn't feel like I'm worth it enough to actually help raise me, help guide me through life, help, you know, give me, you know, nurturing, you know, attempts at life to help me grow. You know, thank goodness my attempt at ending it all wasn't successful, but man, it really made me sick. And I can look back on this and laugh now because, man, I threw up so bad after taking those pills. And if you know anything about me, I hate throw up. I hate, if I throw up, I hate 
if my kids throw up, I don't want to hear you throw up. I don't even want to hear you gagging. Because if I think you're going to throw up, that's it. That is it. If I even smell none of it, I can't take it. So shout out to my husband because every single time that my kids have been sick in the way of throwing up, he's always been there to clean it up, get it together. Because if I step onto the scene, I'm going to need some help too because I'm going to be throwing up. But anyway, fast forward to my older teen years, um, you know, boys, heartbreak, prom, high school graduation, no father. Move on to early adult years and, you know, life transitions that come with that, no father. So somewhere between late high school and early adult years, I really thought I was over the issues of being a quote-unquote daddy-less daughter. But one day I was coming home from work waiting in New York, waiting for the Metro North train. And if you don't know what that is, it's a, commu- it's a commuter train in New York. No, it's not the subway. Let's look at it as a slight downgrade from an Amtrak train. I received this call from an unknown number. And again, if you know anything about me, I don't know about you, but I don't pick up calls that I don't have your name saved to it. If I get a phone call from a number that I don't have saved or I don't recognize, I'm not answering it. You're going to have to leave a message, text me, send me an email, something to let me know I know you. Because I don't want to get tricked into picking up a phone call and then it's somebody I don't want to talk to or some foolishness, spam, whatever. Anyway, this day, I go against my own rules And I answered this phone call. I'm not even going to get into how this man got my number because that's a totally different story that (laughs) I don't even want to get into right now. But I answer and it's him. No, I didn't recognize his voice because, again, I don't know him. So once I find out that it's him, I'm in complete shock. And this phone call probably didn't last any more than two minutes because My body was just like, what the heck is going on? It was too much for me to handle in that moment. And as the days went on, I agreed to only talk to him by email. Because hearing his voice at the time, I I didn't have that large of a capacity to handle that. Plus, um, you know, I had a wedding that I was planning. So it was just like, look, no. Only way I can talk to you is by email. So one of our first email conversations, it was like, of course, I asked the most important question of, like, why? Why did you just leave me? And here's where things took a turn, a turn for the worse. The responses that he was giving me felt more like excuses versus focusing on being apologetic. And I just couldn't deal with that. So then I begin to ask him, you know, what's the what's your family history? What is your health history? Because I don't know anything about you. So he begins to tell me that he has congestive heart failure and all these other issues. And he's had this surgery and that surgery and he has implants. One thing to the next. And I'm just like, okay, this is a lot. So, again, I take a step back. But then I come back and say, you know, I'm going to try to do this. 
He sends me a Facebook request. I accept the Facebook request because I feel like, okay, all these years have gone by. You don't know me. You probably don't even know what I look like at this point. If we passed each other, you probably wouldn't even know that I'm your child. So I said, the least I can do is let this man at least see photos of me on Facebook. And then that didn't last for too long because he had the audacity to take one of my photos, post them to his page as if we're friends, as if we know each other, as if you've been here since the beginning of time and we have this relationship. That was a no-no. So at that point, we were no longer friends on Facebook because now you've taken it too far. And needless to say, the picture was no longer on his page. But back to all of this, you know, negativity in his health, now I'm like, great. I've not spoken to you all of my life, and now I'm being hit with all of these issues, all of these health concerns to where it's like, I don't know if you're going to live to see the next day. Um, you know, not to mention he did have drug usage when he was in his younger days, Um And he also told me that his mother died of colon cancer, which is ironic because that's the same thing that my maternal grandmother died from. Up to this point of age 23, the only thing I've ever known was that I was half West Indian. Literally, that's it. For 23 years, this is all I've known. Nothing else. So now to hear from you out of the blue and all you bring me is bad news is like, bruh, you could have stayed where you were. So like I said, I took a step back. One of our last conversations was me asking him, you know, or saying, you know, this is a lot for me right now. I'm about to get married. If you've ever gotten married, if you've ever been in a wedding, if you've ever helped plan a wedding, you know the stress that that takes on all on its own. So having the stress of that, plus speaking to my father, who I have no memory of, was a lot on my plate at the time. So the very last conversations that I had with him via email was letting him know, like, listen, I need to take a step back. However, you're stating that your health is not in the best, you know, best place. So this is my request to you. Please add me, add my name, add something that someone, a smoke signal, I don't know, add something on your insurance policies, something, your regular medical insurance, something that says that you have a child. Because since you're saying that you're so unwell, and I don't know your family, your remaining living family, and they probably have no idea who I am, I'll never know if something happens to you. And I thought that was fair. I wasn't looking for you to add me for purposes of oh, I'll be the uh, beneficiary for your life insurance. No, I mean, if I got a few dollars, great. That's the (laughs) least you can do after never being there all of my life. But that wasn't my sole purpose of saying, hey, add my information. I just didn't want to walk around on the earth and have no clue that he could, you know, possibly pass away. Well, y'all, that's exactly what happened. He passed away. And I didn't know. So he gave me nothing in life. And in return, he left me nothing in death. So in February of 2022, fast forward, I sent an email to the email address 
that we were talking on some 10, 11 years earlier, basically saying, I know in our last message you stated that you had some health issues, but I'm just seeing if you ever acknowledged my request by listing me on your health insurance to state that you have a daughter, in the event something was to happen, someone would at least notify me. Here's the chilling part, though. The last line of my email to him said, if this message never reaches you because you have since passed, I pray that peace was made in every aspect of your life and your days were gracious to you. This was February of 2022, and I got no response. Fast forward a couple months later, I sent the same message, I mean copy and paste, the same message in September 2022. Still no response. Now, again, I'm still oblivious that this man has gone, that he done gone on. Just under a year later, August 2023, I came back fresh off my vacation from the Dominican Republic only to be hit with a, are you sitting down type of conversation. The man who was 50% of the reason why I'm on the earth died. Y'all, not only did he die, but he died eight years earlier, eight years earlier, on June 30th, 2015. My fear that I expressed to him 10, 11 years earlier, I was actually living out, and I was so stuck. I cried, I was angry, I was confused. An end to nothing had finally arrived. Let me say that again. An end to nothing had arrived, and I didn't know how to feel about it. It was in that moment that I began grieving a loss that I never had. And when most people grieve, you know, when most people grieve someone they've lost, they have memories. But I didn't have that. That didn't apply to me. I had no memories to grieve, which is what really broke me down. I was officially closing a book that had no words, no sentences, and no chapters. All of these emotions that I thought I had worked through over the years had suddenly emerged again. Feelings of being unwanted feelings of being unloved, feelings of not being worth it, they all came back, and I was so lost. The days following this news was super rough. I qualified for bereavement, which I almost didn't think to ask for because of how unusual this situation was. I mean, usually people take bereavement for a current loss. My loss had already happened eight years earlier, so imagine how weird it was for me to go to HR to even see if I even qualified for this benefit because it wasn't a present thing. Thank goodness, you know, I was able to take it, but I started to feel guilty because I felt like I didn't deserve to feel these feelings of grief. Because, like, what? I didn't know him anyway, right? What gives me the right to grieve? What gives me the right to grieve? But I did, and it was bad. I didn't sleep for a few weeks. I literally felt like a zombie, all the while trying to get through everyday life. This death made me see that I still have daddy issues, and it brought up things that I mentioned earlier to plague me once again. I felt like I didn't know who I was, because essentially, in that aspect, I didn't. Now, I am a Christian woman, so I know that I'm a child of God, etc., etc., but that's not what we're talking about here. <laughs> 
What I mean is that I really don't know who I am, who my people are, where they come from, what they did, how they acted, what their mannerisms were, what I may carry from them. I know nothing. This is what I mean by who am I? I know the obvious. I know I'm a woman. I know I'm a wife, a mother, daughter, sister, friend, and from time to time a creative. But beyond that, who am I? Where do my roots stretch out to? These are the questions that I have come to grips with and to terms with to accept that I may never have these answers. This is something that I'll have to make continued peace with. Certain things are hard to accept sometimes, but acceptance also starts the journey forward. I'm currently left with a stack of medical files that I've started reading but have since put down. Will I ever finish looking at them, though? I don't know. But this is the only tangible thing that this man has left me behind that I could access. So to the little girl in me, I'm so sorry for your loss. To the adult in me, let's keep hitting... Let's keep healing those hidden places and spaces so that maybe one day we can heal the world with our story. I often ask God, what do you want me to do with all this pain? Like, what is the purpose of all of this? I believe, though, that I speak for the hidden, the left alone, the misused, and the abandoned. Whoever you are that's listening, if you have a similar story or if any of this resonates in any way, please know that you are not alone. The same weird spaces that you may find yourself in, I too can relate. But we are overcomers, even when the mountains seem too high to subdue. We are worth it, and we have purpose. Till next time, peace and love. Bye.